Hi, I'm Warren Pohl, one of the co-founders of 33Shake, and welcome to the 33Shake podcast. Today's episode is all about how ordinary sports nutrition got stuck in the 1980s, how the majority of products' basic formulas haven't changed in over 30 years, and what this all means for you and your performance. At 33Shake, our mission is delivering maximum value for endurance athletes. We do it in this podcast by sharing the very best in nutrition, training, and mindset tips and tricks for performance in endurance sport. And we do it in store at 33shake.com with our awesome natural sports nutrition products. And with that said, let's get on with the show. Now, the 1980s had it all. There was tie-dye, neon, there was hair metal, Euro disco, and then for the very first time, exercise became a thing for everybody, not just professional athletes. Suddenly, people were jogging everywhere and pounding pavement. They were hitting up Jane Fonda's aerobics classes in the living room. There were leggings, leotards, and high-tech silver shadows absolutely everywhere. And among all of this, sports nutrition was born. Now, cast your mind back, if, uh, if you're even old enough to do so, to the 1980s. Maybe you're a bit younger and uh, the 1980s is just this strange bygone age. You know what it looked like though. Let's face it, the world in many, many respects has moved on an awful long way since then. But for most ordinary sports nutrition, it's still there with its leggings on, listening to Madonna on its sports Walkman. Pretty cool. Um, so, Let's go into a bit of sports nutrition history. We're gonna go back to 1987, because this was the year that the very first energy gel was born. Um, this was called the Lepin Squeezy. Uh, I think if I remember rightly, the box had written on it, liquid energy. Uh, they hadn't coined the phrase energy gel at the time, but this was what it was, world's first energy gel. Lepin Squeezy, 1987, co-formulated by a legendary sports scientist uh, an author of the seminal running book, Law of Running, a guy called Tim Noakes. Um, and uh, it contained two carbohydrates as its energy source. These were maltodextrin and uh, dextrose. And the theory, as Noakes outlined in his book, Law of Running, in, in one of the sections, uh, was that carbohydrates are our main fuel source and therefore uh, we should load up, up on them before big running events or big endurance events, and we should then also consume them during these events uh, so that we can keep that supply topped up, and that is, that is where the energy gel became a thing. Now, by the 1990s, sports nutrition was really becoming very big business. The Lepin Squeezy was this, at the time, very weird niche product, uh, but it was really starting to boom into the 90s, and uh, as it grew, there was some major, major innovation because, right, right, you're not going to believe this. They absolutely transformed the energy gel formula. Remember the Lepin Squeezy, it's maltodextrin and dextrose. What did they do to it? Well, they swapped the dextrose out for fructose. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's pretty exciting, right? So now the energy gel is maltodextrin and fructose. Uh, this is kind of back end of the 80s, uh, early, early part of the 90s. Truly, truly incredible. So this now becomes the standard formula for uh, energy drink mixes, energy drink powders, and 
energy gel. So the same ingredients, it's just whether you, you know, if you don't add water to them at all, there's a powder ready to drink, uh, add water to it. Or if you add a little bit of water, there's a gel. Or if you add a lot of water, there's, there's a ready-made drink. You get the plan. None of you guys are stupid. So uh, let's move on. There's your basic recipe, maltodextrin plus fructose. Uh, but it hasn't actually changed for most ordinary products ever since then. Uh, claims, marketing, celebrity endorsement, many thousands of pages of science uh, have been brought forth on the subject ever since. Um, but the products themselves and the ingredients labels are really basically the same. Um, as examples, two of this year's biggest sports, uh, new sports nutrition products are uh, Morton's Drink Mix 320 and uh, something called Beta Fuel from uh, Science in Sport. And uh, they're both carb drink mixes, and both are 90% uh, or more maltodextrin and fructose. So how these are really different to, say, um, a product that's been around forever, like uh, High Fives Energy Drink, which again is 90% maltodextrin and fructose, or how they're really different to uh, something from the late 80s that was maltodextrin and fructose, is pretty hard to see. I mean, like we said earlier, the world has changed a lot since the 1980s. You're not going to go and rush to your modern-day Ironman, Sportive, Marathon, Ultramarathon, Trail Run, 10K, Half Marathon, whatever. You're not going to rush to that in 1980s gear. You're not going to suddenly put on leg warmers, tight nylon shorts, um, maybe a bad moustache perhaps, and a big Sony Walkman on some belt thing. I mean, you might do that for fancy dress, but you're, you're not going to do it on race day. You're certainly not going to go and get on a, a 1980s bike. Uh, let's face it, frame-mounted gear shifts, spindly steel frame. Um, do you remember how narrow the bars used to be? And do you remember how awful 1980s bar tape was? It was pretty much like smacking your hands with a hammer. There was, there was no give there at all. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. You just wouldn't do it. The world has changed. So why on earth would anyone want to rely on a 1980s formula for their sports nutrition? Um, I mean, even, even Tim Noakes himself, he has long since renounced the idea of carb-focused nutrition. He's, he's gone so far as to say that anyone who owns a copy of his book, Law of, Run Law of Running, should tear out the section on nutrition uh, that's not me making up a convenient line, that, that's a quote from him. Uh, anyone with a copy of Law and Running, da, 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 they should tear out the section on nutrition. Now, on the one hand, you could say, well, he's being very contrarian, you know, it was his idea in the first place, but this is the point about progress. Ideas change. Um, and you can't just hang on to an idea when the evidence begins to go the other way. Um, yet for much of the sports nutrition industry in the, in the ordinary sector with the ordinary products, it's exactly what they're doing. Like I said, these things they haven't changed in over 30 years, basically. Um, but like we say, things change. Uh, Noakes, his opinion changed. Unless when we look at those ingredients, maltodextrin and fructose, well, opinions on those is really starting to change. There's an increasing body of evidence coming out suggesting that both of them, uh, I mean, they're not just not very good for performance. They're not very good for health, full stop. Um, so... It's, uh, it's interesting to see how, how things are moving. As examples, maltodextrin, it's linked to poor gut health, it's linked to chronic disease, 
Um, it's also linked to impacting your gut health negatively, which completely affects the way you're able to digest and absorb nutrients. And if you're interested in reading any more on any of this, uh, we'll have a link to one of our blog posts covering exactly that subject in the show notes. Um, and then fructose, which is basically just sugar from fruit. Um, but the deal with it is it's been extracted from the fruit and processed and, and turned, into, uh, turned into neat fructose. By the time that's happened, whether it's as a powder or a liquid, when you ingest that fructose, that processed stuff, once it's been taken out of the fruit, this is the key, it's once it's removed from the fruit or the plant, basically, that it came from, um, then it hits the body in the same manner as alcohol. So fructose is increasingly becoming better known as alcohol without the buzz. Uh, because it has a number of the same downsides, including liver damage, high blood pressure, and everything else. And if this is something you're interested in finding out more about, um, I could highly recommend there's a, a lecture by a guy called Dr. Robert Lustig. It's called uh, Sugar, The Bitter Truth. Um, now, this is just a straight academic address that he gave in California, and it was never meant for public consumption. It wasn't like he's trying to hide it, but this is a pretty dry subject. It's an academic conference. He's giving an academic address, and it's about sugar. Now, it's about an hour and 20 minutes long, but ever since it popped up on YouTube, it's had almost 8 million views. Quite literally, this thing has gone viral. And in it, he breaks down exactly how fructose, once it's removed from uh, the, the plant that it came from once it's processed, powdered or turned into a liquid, how it then impacts the body like alcohol and how it's at the heart of uh, a lot of our disease epidemics in the Western world and, and obesity as well. So uh, we'll put the link to that one in the show notes too. So that's maltodextrin and fructose, they're not looking that good. But um, you could say, well, you know, there's always going to be two sides to every story and uh, what about the other side? Well, I mean, as an example here, there's uh, an American maltodextrin producer, a company called Belchem, and on their own website, they say, uh, they explain how maltodextrin is generally used in the production of soda and candy. It can also be found in many other processed foods. It is a very, very bad, this is uh, me talking, this is not the quote now, that was the quote there, this is me. Um, maltodextrin is a very popular and completely legal and approved food additive, uh, and it's found in a whole host of junk and processed foods and other products that you'll find in supermarkets around the world, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, these, these things need to exist. But let's just go a bit further. As uh, Belkem continued, back, back to what they say on their website, they say, maltodextrin contains almost no vitamins and minerals to assist with turning carbohydrates into energy. Um, consuming maltodextrin may actually reduce the amount of vitamins and minerals in the body. Over time, this can lead to a net decrease in a person's vitamin and mineral levels. Um, so to sum that up, what we're talking about is we're talking about by consuming maltodextrin, it's nutrient negative. It will take more from the body than, than it delivers in, in the way of nutrition. Um, so actively removing your body's vitamins and minerals, that's not a helpful thing for anybody. Um, but it's certainly not a helpful thing when you are demanding the most from your body. I mean, if we were to translate that sort of approach into Formula One, it would be a bit like Lewis Hamilton training, working ages, getting the car set up, the tires right, the engine right, that team of like 50 people or however many are behind him to get that car ready. It's probably hundreds these days. They've got everything perfect and Lewis goes out into pit lane for the next F1 race, towing a caravan. Um, doesn't make any sense to unnecessarily hold yourself back. So, like I said, 
The very fact that maltodextrin, the fructose, the fact that they're junk food ingredients, the fact that they're bad for your health, the fact that um, like maltodextrin is nutrient negative, these things are not an issue. Um, if that's your thing, you know, you want junk food, go for it. Junk food's honest. The clue is in the label. It's called junk food. Um, but when it's being sold as sports nutrition, then that's where literally it starts to leave a bad taste in the mouth. That this stuff should be sold to anybody who's looking for health and performance. That to us seems absolutely crazy. And that's why at 33 Shake, when we began developing our products precisely because we experienced all of the common sports nutrition problems that you get with ordinary products in our own racing and training. We had the stomach trouble, we had the over acidity, we had the slow recovery, the too much injury, we had the poor immune function, the yo-yo energy levels, we kept you know, bonking and hitting the wall, uh, we didn't even enjoy using the products. Uh, this is in our own triathlon and ultramarathon competition. We experienced all of that. And when we started digging, we kind of worked out it was down to the low-grade nature of the ingredients. And that's how this company was born. Um, because we thought, well, how do we bring the power of really good whole food ingredients or even superfood ingredients? And I mean, superfood gets a bad, uh, bad rap as a bit of a buzzword sometimes. But all it means is it means a food that has a higher than average concentration of beneficial nutrients. How do we bring the most beneficial whole natural foods for athletes into the convenience of sports nutrition? And that's really where we began. Rather than taking the route of any ordinary sports nutrition company out there where they're simply rehashing an ancient formula, uh, covering it in some shiny new marketing and uh, pretending that it's something new. Um, what we did on our side, that took us down the route where we made our pre and post workout shake, our cheer energy gels, and they transformed what we could do. And we thought, well, I wonder if anyone would buy these. Let's, let's open a website and see if we can help anyone else. And it seems that a lot of people are taking note because, you know, we started not that long ago at our kitchen table. Now we're open in 23 countries around the world from the UK to the USA and counting. And there are thousands of athletes now who are finding that when they bring the power of real food into the convenience of sports nutrition, they take it out in their races, they get better results. But for anyone, we're all an experiment of one. Find out what works for you. So if you think that your sports nutrition might be stuck in the 80s, check the ingredients labels and find out. If you find that it is, might be worth trying something different, whatever it is, and seeing if that can help you. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that one, and thanks very much for joining me on this show. To connect with all things 33 Shake, join us on social media or drop us a line on email. Our social links and contact details are all in the show notes. And if you're after the best in endurance nutrition for your running, cycling or triathlon, you'll find us at 33shake.com.